Welcome to the Florida College campus for Daily Chapel in Hutchinson Auditorium. Subscribe to this channel to be notified when a podcast is ready for you to enjoy. I'd like to begin this morning by tell you, uh, telling you about an experience I had last week. It's Wednesday. It's a regular day. I get up, I go get breakfast, and I go to class, and I go to Revelation, and I go to this class, and there's a few things that seem a little odd to me on this particular day. First off, the PowerPoint says poetry, and I think to myself, wow, he's going to talk about the poetry we're going to see in Revelation. It's going to be cool. And then I sit down and get in my seat and everything, and then my friend Joey comes up to me and says, Caleb, you're not in this class. And I say, yeah, dude, I I was here the first two times. What are you talking about? I've been in this class the entire time. Then class starts, we start going through the material, and as the roll sheet is being passed around, I look at the roll and I see, my name's not here. What's going on? And I look at the top of the page and it says, OTP. And I think, this is odd. Why is Dr. Longstreth using a a roll sheet from like last spring or something? And so I just write my name on the roll and continue on in class. You see, I, I not only just write my name on the roll, I ask questions in this class. I get really engaged. Uh, I learned a lot that day uh, and really enjoyed my class that day. And then as class gets over, I go to my next class, Genesis, and I go and I see Dr. Ward packing up and I say, Dr. Ward, are we still having Genesis today? He goes, you mean the Genesis class I just had? I say, what are you talking about? Genesis is at 9.15. He goes, uh, no, I know my schedule. Genesis is at 8.15. Well, I, I really thought Genesis was at 9.15. He goes, well, what class did you just come from? I came from Revelation. You mean the one Dr. Longstreth teaches at 9.15? Oh. And then I walk back to class, and then Dr. Longstreth is just shaking his head, laughing, and saying, you were in my OTP class this morning. So why do I share that story with you? Well, in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 13, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to Genesis at 8.15. And there were all but one who found it. (laughs) For those wondering, that's quoted from the CSB translation by Caleb Samuel. So what does the passage actually say? The passage actually says, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. Here Jesus is talking about how there are many people who are trying to get to heaven. They're doing what they think they ought to be doing to be on the way that leads to life. Except he says that there are few who find it. If many people think they're doing what they need to be doing to be on the way that leads to life, and there are a few who find it, that might mean that there's a lot of people who will be surprised on the last day. So how do I know that I'm one of the few? Well, we as Christians can have many reasons for thinking why I am on the way and to be confident that I'm on the way. If you skip down a few more verses, Jesus says in in verse 21, that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And cast out demons in your name, and do many mighty works in your name? And he he will say to them, and then I will, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. 
So again, we have this situation where people are saying, Lord, didn't I do this for you? Didn't I do that for you? It, shouldn't I be entered, allowed to be entered to heaven? And he'll say, depart from me. I don't know who you are. And so with this in mind, I want us to question this morning, am I on the way that leads to life? We have a very good reason to question, am I really on the, the narrow way that leads to life? Think back with me to my story. Again, there were a few things that really should have jumped out to me that I was not in the right place at the right time. First of all, the subject. It was poetry, not revelation. And yet, in my mind, I created this idea as to why I was in the right place at the right time, and I deceived myself. I even had a friend come to me and say, hey, are you really in the right place? And I just kind of brushed him off and said, yes, I'm, yes I'm, I've been here the whole time. And when I looked at the roll sheet and I don't find my name, I... I should have questioned, am I, am I really reading all of this right? Am I seeing this clearly? Because I obviously wasn't. I want you to ask yourself this morning, are there any spiritual indicators that might indicate that I'm not properly on the way this morning? Am I really spending time with God? Am I spending time in his word to understand what God thinks? Am I spending time talking to him in prayer, focusing and developing my relationship with him, showing him that he is important to me in my life and that what he says matters to me? If that's not there, that might be an indicator that we're not truly on the way that leads to life. When I'm studying scripture or when I'm, in, when I'm at worship and the sermon is being given and I'm seeing things in scripture that are convicting me, do I accept or reject those things or do I just brush those things off? That, that doesn't apply to me that might be an indicator that we're not truly on the way that leads to life. Or do you have friends, Christian friends, good friends who look out for you and come and tell you, hey, you maybe ought to be doing better in this, or I don't think you're doing this quite right, and I'm, I'm concerned for you. you, you need to be doing better in this. Do I brush them off thinking, no, I got this, you don't know what you're talking about? That might be an indicator that we're not truly on the way. So as we continue to consider this question of, am I on the way? There's a few verses we need to consider. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 says that if anyone thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Another passage that goes well with that is Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12, where Paul tells the Philippians to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Both of these verses suggest that we need to be careful on the one hand, 1 Corinthians tells us, you need to be careful. If you think you're okay, you need to be careful that you make sure you're okay. If you think you're okay when you're really not, you might fall. Take heed lest you fall. And on the flip side, Philippians 2.12 tells us, work out your salvation in fear and trembling. You best be careful. Be careful to the point that you're scared of getting it wrong, that you give it purpose, meaning in what you do, that you're making sure that what you're doing is correct. Both of these passages speak to us about being careful, about staying on the way. The only passage I'd like to turn to this morning is 1 Corinthians 9. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn with me there. In 1 Corinthians 9, Paul says, Do you know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable so I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Really, I believe this passage here is the starting indicator of how can we know that we are truly on the way? And that begins with discipline. 
spiritual discipline. I discipline my body daily that I will study the scriptures, that I will understand the mind of God. I discipline myself that I will talk to God. I will spend time with him each and every day. As Christians, we might say, this is the way. We need to be like the Bereans that we read of in Acts 17. The Bereans who were excited to receive the word and they studied the scriptures daily to see that the things they were being taught were so. We need to spend a lot of time and to receive the word with excitement like the Bereans did. And there's one last thing I'd like to suggest of how we can know we're on the way or something we can do to help us make sure we're on the way. In Acts 18, we read of Apollos. And Apollos, I think, is a perfect example because it says that he is powerfully or speaking boldly for the, for the way, for, the, for the, the word of God. It says that he's speaking powerfully, refuting the Jews and showing from the scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. But the passage specifically says that he only knew the baptism of John. And he had to be taken aside by Aquila and Priscilla to be taught the way more accurately. We need to remember that while we're doing our best to remain on the way, we can be studying our Bibles, we can be praying to God, doing everything we know to do to make sure we're on the way, that there are Christians who are more mature than us, and they have good advice for us. They can point us in the right direction when we are maybe veering off in the wrong direction. Let us be willing, like Apollos, to receive instruction from those who might be more mature than us and can show us how to properly be on the way. As we consider all these things, we need to remember all of these because these will help us to know if we are on the way. This will help us to know if our name is written in the book of life that Revelation speaks about. Because I don't know about you, but I want to make sure that when Jesus calls, or that when Jesus comes back, that my name is on the roll when he calls us. Make sure that you are on the roll when it's called up yonder. Please bow with me. Dear Lord, our God, hallowed be thy name. Lord, we thank you for this day that you've given us to come together as a Christian family to spend a brief moment of our mornings to study your word. Lord, please help us all along the way of our lives and throughout the rest of this day and throughout the rest of this week to live as you would and to live right in your sight. Lord, please forgive us of all our sins and please help all those that cannot make it this morning that in some way they are honoring you. In your son's holy and righteous name. Thank you for joining us for Daily Chapel from Florida College. Have a blessed day.